This is former TNA World Champion Raven, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line Podcast. Quote the Raven, nevermore. And don't cross the line. Or do cross the line. I'm not really sure if you're supposed to, you're not supposed to. I don't know. Whatever. You get it. TNA Wrestling. Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 147 of the TNA Across the Line podcast. I am Bob Conley Jr. And with me, as always, is Dallas Gridley. And Dallas, happy New Year's Eve. It's the final episode of 2004 as we head into final resolution. Do you have any New Year's resolutions that you want to talk about? No, I haven't really thought about it a lot, but I better get moving, huh? Yeah, I mean, because, like, it starts tomorrow. It's yeah, it's literally I gotta get going. Um, my New Year's resolution is to watch more TNA wrestling. I think resolutions are supposed to positively impact your life, not. Well, I look at it this way, man. We we recorded uh, more episodes this year uh, than we have in any year yet because of our of the impact payment pay per view. So how can I increase that volume? Even I have to go back. I have to rewatch the weekly pay-per-views, oh, God, starting at number one, and I'm going to count down. You wouldn't make if you did it on your own. You would not have made it past episode three. Well, jokes on you, Bob, because one time I may have borrowed um, some from someone's personal collection that is another host of this podcast, and I got to about episode eight. Really? Yeah, I do remember getting that far, um, and then like. I don't know. I guess maybe I just didn't. It's hard for me to want to sit down and watch like a two hour show by myself and like have no one else to talk about it with and have fun. So uh, I think that's probably why I kind of stopped a little bit. And then you were like, oh, I need my DVDs. I got to put them in the dumpster. So I had to give them back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did. I mean, I did watch a few. Now, I don't know how I got past that third episode. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, but yeah, real talk, dude. I don't know, man. New Year's resolution's not really my thing generally. Uh, maybe I'll uh, I'll try to start eating better again because I was eating good and then I got bad and now I'm getting a little chunky and uh, maybe I just need to eat better again. No, you know I feel like uh, like the weight loss stuff is so cliche well, no. because no one no sticks no. To well, that that's why I said eat better, not lose weight. <laughs> Yeah, but eat better still is like kind of the same thing. Well, like no, because whatever you want to eat, man. Well, and I do that. Uh, we've we've been actually uh, me and my girlfriend have been doing very good because we um, we tend we we're eating out quite a bit, like a lot, and we've re- we've slowed down. And actually, it's really because of the cost, not really because we're like, wow, this is bad, because of how much money we're spending on it. I so was, we're. It's funny you say that because I started using DoorDash. Dude, dangerous. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> And I may have a free trial of like DoorDash, whatever to like get rid of the uh, shit. Do you have that through Amazon Prime? No, or no, that's Grubhub. Grubhub Plus. Um, if you have Amazon Prime, you can get like a f- free year of Grubhub Plus, which is what I have. Uh, shit. No, I, 
We'll have to compare lists of things you can get delivered to your house because um, I used to be able to get some really good food, and then they all of a sudden stopped delivering here. And now I can get only get like, like chain shit, and like I don't want to order Olive Garden to my house. Yeah. Or like Taco Bell. Like I'm not that that lazy. Like come on. Right. I'll just go get that, especially because it like you know it makes it more expensive. Like I, I don't care. I feel like most of this stuff is just like pizza shops and uh, yeah, sub shops. I've been getting. I've only used it so far for uh, wrap it up. Oh, that's my, okay. See, I don't know if they would deliver to me or not. I don't see why they wouldn't. They're not that far, but yeah, absolutely. If they deliver to me, they deliver to you. I'll have to check that out. Uh, although once again, if it's on DoorDash, I use Grubhub. Um, but what's the other thing I was going to say about it? Um, oh, I mean, like for example, like when we got together for the uh, AEW pay per view, I got the pizza cheaper through Grubhub than I would have ordered from the shop itself, including a tip, which blows my mind. I don't know how that happened. Uh, and then, of course, they ended up delivering it an hour early, which, um, as we discussed, we think they probably just didn't switch their clocks or something because it just did not make sense to me. Um, but, yeah, so trying to eat out less is definitely uh, what's happening now. And that includes, like, uh, going to Starbucks and stuff like that. Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, you know, got to really slow that shit down. So I'm trying. It's very difficult and really sad. Maybe I should get some Dunkin' Donuts. You should. Definitely should do that. Uh, what about oh, you? Cool. I can I can pick all my stuff. That's cool. What's what's your question? What's your New Year's resolution? Um, well, the one that I was looking at or thinking about, uh, you're probably gonna <laughs> be like, "That's he's, he's googling them." No. <laughs> um, I'm gonna try to not. I'm gonna try to manage my temper. That's really good. That's a really good idea. Because I let really minor things mm-hmm. get to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I know I know that I'm doing it. Like as I'm like I'm, like mad, I know it's like, dude, Bob, it's really not that big of a deal. Right. And I just let it get to me. Yeah. So, Sarah thinks Sarah thinks I might be bipolar. And. That could very well be something that I've never uh, properly handled or whatever. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you're like true bipolar or not, though. From from what I get from my um, my therapist girlfriend, but what do you think? What is? What do you think? I am? It's. I just think you have anger problems, but I don't. I don't. I can't diagnose you. I'm a designer. I don't. I don't know that stuff. I would, ask, I would ask your girlfriend, but a half-hour session would probably cost me like $85 or something. Yeah, it's also, I think, a conflict of interest for friends, but... Yeah, but, like, I met her through you. It's not like she was my original friend. I don't know what you did in your past, man. What? I don't know. You never know. I think I think she could properly diagnose me, right? Maybe like we can talk. We can talk to her after. You know, we'll we'll, we'll I, see. No, what. I don't have eighty five dollars for a half hour. You know, she'll put it on the books, off the books. I mean, yeah, off the books. I don't need it off the books. books. I mean, she, she, yeah, yeah. I think this could work. Uh, no, I'm. That's good. That's a good one uh, for you. And uh, I'm definitely gonna. I'm gonna help you test that throughout the year. That's my other resolution. I'm gonna help. You're Bob. gonna test my temper. 
I'm going to see if he can truly handle himself. When oh, we no. when we get tickets to something, I'm going to just drive him so fucking nuts. We'll see how much of control he can be in. No, you know what? You're going to... You will uh, buy tickets for something and then make sure that I am directly in front of our pole. Yes. I love buying tickets where we either have to stand for three hours or sit in front of a pole. In, like, one of the biggest wrestling venues of the world. And I'm, we're going to sit in front of a fucking pole. Yeah, that shit is, like, top-notch favorite thing. Well, what can you do? I don't know. Not order those tickets? Well, they were selling fast, and I didn't know there was a pole there. So <laughs> 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 how about that? Uh, anyway, uh, back to back to the good shit here. Instead of talking about polls, maybe there'll be some polls on this uh, last episode of Impact of 2004. Uh, yeah, it's maybe. pretty, it's pretty freaking crazy uh, that we're wrapping this year up, and we're going to be heading into arguably TNA's one of their best years, 2005, at least in my opinion. I would agree with that. Um, but before we get there, we got some stuff to cover, and we'll talk about some other fun stuff during the show. And there's just lots of fun stuff going on. And as a heads up, so this episode, of course, is dropping December 31st, uh, which is a Saturday. And our next episode, yes, we will be covering Impact, of course, on the 7th. We have one coming out. But before that, probably, if I was to guess, on either Monday, January 2nd, or maybe if I'm feeling real happy, right on New Year's Day. Probably not, though. Give it a little breathing room. So probably the 2nd. We will be dropping our 2004 Year in Review episode. So it's going to be, it's still a main series episode, it's not a bonus, but it's, um, we'll come out, we'll wrap up the year, I'm not sure how we're going to do it yet, and uh, that should be good, so we'll be dropping that too, so I wanted to get that here in the beginning, uh, as we finish out this year. Who knows, this impact right here might be our favorite show of the year, Ben, I mean, you just don't know. I mean, I guess you, I mean, I guess you could be right, yeah. It's probably not going to happen, but you just never know. Uh, so... On the last episode of Impact, let's talk about what happened December 4, 24th, 2004. Uh, we saw three life crews, BG James and Ron Killings, defeat Brandon Thomas and Cassidy O'Reilly in three minutes and 11 seconds. We saw the return of David Young, but it didn't last long when Abyss uh, destroyed him in a one thing, 45 seconds. AJ Styles defeated Johnny Devine in his first singles match back in Impact Wrestling, or TNA Wrestling, sorry. Uh, in five minutes and 50 seconds. And then in the main event, America's Most Wanted defeated Team Canada's Bobby Roode and Eric Young in a non-title tag team match in eight minutes and 40 seconds. And I believe that has earned them the title shot at final resolution, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, We also saw Piper's Pit return with Hector Garza, and it, it was very cringy. It was not a very good segment. This pipe was just making fun of Hector Garza and Moody Jack the whole time. Uh, but the Outsiders were there, Bob. And uh, there's a little action there. They're really pushing Garza. So I'm curious to see what's going to go further. And we, I do have an interesting note about that confrontation that we'll get into as well. Uh, yeah, you you are correct about the uh, AMW. But I think that was... I don't think was that match a number one contendership or was it? No, I think it was just like if they beat them, then they. Okay. Yeah, no. So it wasn't a number one contender match. Right. 
I almost thought maybe that they had announced it even prior, but no, I think you're right. I think it sets up for them to get Deadshot. Uh, yeah, and then that Hector Garza thing. I mean, he ended up laying them out. Right, which is which is uh, fun. And as I said, I think that for how much um, shit that Kevin Nash and Scott Hall get, Nash fucking bumped like crazy for Garza. And Hall always does. He don't give a shit. Yeah, so I mean, like, that aspect of it was was pretty good. But the lead up with Piper and everything is just yeah. this is not uh, not very good. Right. Pretty much unnecessary. Well, and uh, I have it right in front of me. So uh, the the Garza Outsiders confrontation. Um, apparently, some fans ringside made fun of Nash for getting beat up by Garza. And at ringside, Nash got in their face and said, "Don't you guys know this shit is fake, dumbasses?" <laughs> so I got underneath the skin. Yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, don't you know this shit is fake?" <laughs> You know what would be funny is if, like, on this episode, Kevin Nash beats Hector Garza in, like, three minutes and then like, looks at those guys and, like, told you. Told you, fake dumbass. <laughs> no, he goes, that's real. That Yeah, that's a shoot, brother. Funny shit. <laughs> um, Dave has a small note uh, relating to last week, which includes a fun fact here. Uh, and that's that Jeff Hardy wasn't there. And there's usually a story that uh, when that's the case. Uh, and I have another follow-up note about Jeff Hardy for the record too so just hang on to that thought uh david young of course was fired in storyline uh was back in the jabber role uh D- dave says we'll see if there's an explanation i don't really think we need one but there it was uh we already talked about the garza and stuff uh hall handed garza guitar and made fun of him guitars garza hit hall with the guitar remember he hit him first with, like the side of it and it bounced off his yeah, head yeah and then eventually he got it to smash and then he dropped kick nash on the ring um, Dusty Rhodes and or yeah, yeah, Dusty Rhodes, I believe, and Kid Cash had words backstage, and then of course the main event that we already discussed, um, and the, there's a lot of interference with Scott Demore in that match. So nothing crazy. He doesn't really know about the about last week's show, but at least in that particular instance, uh, let me see if I have anything else that relates directly to last week. Okay, so here's the here's the other follow up on the Hardy note. So this is at the following observer, so it's a different like reporting. Uh, but it's noted that the plan was to have Jeff Hardy versus Abyss on the pay per view, and that's still possible that it could happen. But on the December twenty first tapings, he did end up actually showing up, but he got to Orlando so late and without sending word that he would be arriving, that they had no choice but to rewrite the show. Um, and now, kind of bouncing off that, there's uh, definite talk of cutting the cord on Hardy because of his no-shows and constant arriving late, particularly since a lot of the talent has made it clear that they don't understand why Hardy can show up when he wants to with no repercussions while they have to get in a day early. It isn't as if Hardy really means anything at this point either, but knowing the TNA track record, nothing will change. Okay, well, his whole... We've noticed, or at least it was reported, that uh, his enthusiasm diminished when he kind of realized, oh, I'm just here to put over Jarrett. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah. So, I mean, I could I could understand that frustration. I'd be surprised if they were to cut they so soon, though. I mean, like, Yeah, me too. Months. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So, well, I don't we'll know. I don't I don't think that's going to necessarily happen. Wasn't it 
like pretty close to when he first came in that like WWF or WWE was going to potentially bring him back anyway. I think we might have heard that. I think it was that was potentially uh, up there. So I kind of vaguely remember that. Hmm. Well, no. I think see, that... See how uh, long it goes. Yeah. I mean, if they were to lose, lose Hardy, I mean, there's no real main event value right now, which is crazy to say, because he's lost every time. Right. Uh, yeah, we'll see where that ends up. I'm pretty curious. Uh, see how much longer they're going to put up with it. Um, sorry, one more thing about the Garza segment with Piper. I, I forgot about this one. Um, Dave notes, and we noticed it on the show as well. Uh, Piper, to remember things that he was supposed to say, writes them on the palm of his hand. And if you watch the tape, which we did point out, when he introduces Garza, he knew Hector, but then obviously looked down at the palm of his hand where he had Garza written. <laughs> Which I think is absolutely hilarious. Yeah, that was pretty noticeable. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, the show that we're about to watch today, as a reminder, I think we already discussed it uh, last week. Uh, it's actually not airing on December 31st. Um, and it's actually being replayed, or at least in some markets, due to college football. Uh, but it will be replayed on Tuesday, January 4th. Now, where I'm still, this is still the last episode of 2004. I don't care. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, that's just what it is. Okay, guys? Just stop. Um, this is a pretty, everyone's, uh, everyone's arguing. Over yeah, it. guys, stop adding us on Twitter at Cross the Line TNA. Stop it. It's coming out the 31st. It's too late. It's already up by the time you're hearing it. Okay. Sorry. It was the final taping of 2004. Okay. Don't fight me. Uh, this is a kind of a fun note, um, and I thought I almost skipped it when I when I, I was like, "What does this have to do with us?" But I, I got a good kick out of it. Um, NWA Florida promoter uh, Rob Nimi. I always think I mess his name up, right? Is that this? I think that's right. Nimi, uh, who used to supply enhancement talent and work backstage. Well, he's got a January seventh court date on a battery charge regarding an alleged incident in June involving Johnny Fairplay at the Orlando Ale House after a TV taping. <laughs> Apparently, both were loudly arguing, ending with uh, Shark Boy uh, dragging Fairplay out. Fairplay came back once and caused such a scene, he was thrown out again. The third incident, where the charges stemmed from, took place in the parking lot, which security called. Uh, they were arguing about Bobby Heenan, which started all this, although both claimed that, uh, that they were the one defending Heenan. Fairplay had threatened to press charges when it happened, but Nimi never heard another word about it until December 28th when someone showed up at his door with a summons to appear in court in Orlando in a criminal case. I think I think the the most shocking thing out of all of that is that Johnny Fairplay was at Dayton. <laughs> hey, it was back in June, man. Oh, that was back in June. When this happened, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was the recent thing. No, that would have been really funny. Okay. I like that shark boy dragged him out. Did he, do you think he has mask on? I picture it like that, so I'm going to say yeah. That's how I picture it. You have yeah. to. Yeah, the gimmick. Right. Um, yeah, that's just... Uh, yeah, I thought it was funny. I mean, nothing nothing really crazy out of it. But nothing crazy. There. Yeah, that is kind of... I just funny. I got to laugh on it. What was the point of them arguing about Bobby Heenan? Do we know? 
Who fucking knows, dude? Any context there? Who knows? No, I don't. Um, this is also kind of funny. Chris Sabin will be taping an episode of the show Eliminate on the, over the next few weeks for <laughs> for, for May airing. Uh, he's going to be the guy who goes out with four women and then has to eliminate them down to one. Oh, my God. Do sounds I, exactly I, like a show Bob watches. <laughs> I have definitely remember hearing that, you know, watching that show. Do we watch that as a bonus episode? Yes or no? Do we find the Eliminate episode? I definitely episode? remember that show. I don't think it was an MTV show, though. I don't know if I do know this one or not, but I, th- I thought that was hilarious. Okay, here I found it. Wow, there were six seasons. Oh, wow. Well, here's the thing. It's a syndicated show, so how many episodes do you think there were? Six seasons? That makes it sound like there's going to be a lot. Or am I wrong about that? I'm going to I'm gonna say there was 300 episodes. 857. Oh, my God. It went from September 17, oh 2001 to May 24, 2006. Oh, my God. We're never going to find the episode. Uh, okay, so here's... Okay, this is what I... Here's your uh, eliminate uh, background a little bit. So, it was broadcast on cable late nights on Superstation WGN. Oh, wow. So that's where I must have watched it. I remember watching Eliminate because, like, there'd be like a, narr- a narration going Eliminate, <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember it was so stupid. I love that. Uh, the show was popular due to it being designed to be aired around or past midnight when their target audience was coming home from being out or ending their studies for the evening. It developed a cult following of sorts among college students nationwide. Well, the more you know. I wonder if a limit date. I mean, how do you? That's so weird. I don't know. Uh, there'd be anything online. Oh, <gasps> Dallas. I think a limit has their own YouTube channel. Okay. Well, we're gonna explore that after. And I, well, I'm clicking on it right now because if there's a shit ton of episodes, I'm about to subscribe. Okay, but we need to do the Chris Sabin one as a bonus. And watch Chris Sabin's Eliminate bonus up as a bonus episode. It's happening. How long are they? There's a shit ton of episodes on here, Dallas. Uh, 19 minutes to, between 13 to 19 minutes. Okay, here's the thing, guys. If Bob, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going with some notes here. Bob, you're gonna search for Chris Sabin's episode. Right if you, now? yeah, because we're gonna record it after this impact, and we're gonna do a, a 20 minute bonus episode covering Eliminate. <laughs> well, you can search it. Search Chris Sabin Eliminate. I don't think it's going to show up like that. Well, what are the episodes called? It just says, like, Eliminate, and then... Wait. Oh. Is there two and one? Damn. Eliminate. Oh, shit. I told you, dude. I told you. I knew this show. Okay, you can't see... If you search on Google, it does not come up. It literally tries to okay, make so you it's, find it's elimination one, matches. Yeah, so it's one... Um, oh. No. There's a... Uh, it's, it's, so it's like one dating thing. So usually, sometimes these episodes would be like 25 minutes, like other dating websites or dating shows, and it'd be like two different dating, but it's just one. Wait a second. 
we can find well guys we're really sidetracked right now but this is fascinating it said it's going to be coming out in may so i'm going to find it right now dude look at this miami beach miami beach. this is in may a man chooses between two women of the same no a natural woman take no Well, because I'm on see it's so his episode's gonna be in season five, Bob. Because season yeah, five Yeah, but this doesn't come up with like I'm on Google right now looking at the dates of okay, the episodes. If there if there's a title of the episode, then we could find it. Because like Girls Gone Guilty, eliminate full episode. Four gorgeous ladies, one ladies man, eliminate. Okay. So like I wonder if we can find it. Episode. Can we find it on IMDB? Maybe they have people's names on it. He so he is the guy that is getting yeah yes so this is going to take me forever but they do have like pictures wait a picture of a big guy there's one description this is a man chooses among four women on a date in las vegas he chooses from four women this could be at may 12th 2005 season five episode 86 uh, or, so yeah, episode, but it's labeled as episode 75 also. Dude, if we find this, we have to tag Chris Saban in it. Okay, we're going to work on this, guys. We're gonna yeah, work here, on this. I'm, I'll keep on looking. Okay, well, keep your ear open for me um, as I tell you some sad news about Pat Kenny. Uh, he's been he's been open about his name change to his real, to his real name networking, uh, which actually he said on Twitter before to us as well. Uh, he said that it could have worked with a heavy push, but that wasn't happening. Uh, during the TNA Fan Fest, that n- he said that nine out of ten people who asked for autographs told him to sign it as Simon Diamond, uh, and he'd like to go back to that name. Which, uh, duh, that makes sense to me. Yeah, that sounds pretty, pretty obvious there. Right. Uh, just so we have a point of reference for some ratings, the impact from December 10th, coming off the pay per view, did a point three zero rating. And December 17th uh, did a .20. So kind of still around the same kind of shit. Uh, there's also an interesting note here, Bob, that um, I almost wasn't going to say, but like it's kind of interesting to me. And I don't have no full context behind it. But apparently um, WWE is wanting to open some kind of school in, a, in Atlanta or some kind of Atlanta project uh, around this time. Um, and they are wanting to potentially bring Bill Barron's in. Now, he's not left TNA. He's still with TNA at this point. Um, but basically, um, he's been talking about at length about being part of this project. Um, they, they would do the Wild Side TV out of Cornelia. Um, there would be a school there, all that kind of stuff. Now, the difference, of course, is that Bill Barron's uh, always favored high-action style of wrestling with smaller, more skilled guys. And, of course, especially around this time, WWE signs the big guys with good physiques and teaches them how to wrestle. So, kind of a little bit different. But I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, not something you hear about all the time. Especially because Bill Barron's is really in the background at this point for us. Yeah, there's some good stuff in uh, in the day wild side. It's definitely a, a work rate nice that's cool um i have one more note yeah it's a little bit longer nothing too crazy though um and then i have a bunch of stuff we'll talk about during the show including some people who may be coming into the company soon that bob really likes so i think that'll be fun Uh, no it's uh someone you have talked about that you've liked a lot and 
I don't want to tease anymore. It'll give it away. So we'll talk about it during the show. But my final note is actually about Dixie Carter. Um, she kind of released some statements uh, because it's the end of the year. Um, and then, like I said, we'll talk about plenty of other stuff during the show. I have I have a feeling this is going to be a fairly clip-heavy show of, like, big moments throughout the year. So between matches, I think we're going to have time to um, dive into some other stuff. Um, so she sent out a special message, Dixie Carter, is she, um, last week basically preaching good news and thanking the fans for their support. Quote, we closed 2004 with so much to be proud of and look forward to the wonderful things that are already unfolding for TNA in 2005. She said, a quick look back at the year shows TNA landed its first national television deal by launching Impact with 100% clearance on Fox Sports Net and the two Comcast Sports Networks that carry FSN programming, which includes more than 82 million homes. Um, our afternoon time slot continues to garner a rating that competes or beats other primetime programming. Our first two primetime specials that aired in, in November, and hold on a second because my app just crashed that I was reading that off of. <laughs> Damn it. We're live, pal. We're live, pal. I don't know why that just fucking crashed. That makes me so mad. Hey, only one of us can have anger issues, and it's me. I can control mine, at least. Uh, okay, our first two primetime specials. New Year, specials. New Year, New Year. New Year, New Year. New Year. Um, and I'm going to post the Sting gif. Get right on my face. I'm going to post it again. I do it every year. New Year, New Me. Take the mask off. Same old me. Yeah. Uh, the first two primetime specials that aired November, the best damn wrestling events, period, doubled the traditional ratings for that time slot as well. An exciting development for the new year is that FSN is upgrading our time slot for Impact to 4 p.m. on Fridays and giving us a Saturday night midnight replay. Both will debut on January 7th and 8th, um, 2005, respectively. So the replay is, of course, on the 8th. Um, a goal for 2005 is to take Explosion National. Our move to Universal Studios Orlando has brought the world to us. Every month, thousands of people from across the nation and countries around the world experience firsthand the TNA Impact Zone, our television home at Soundstage 21. Universal Studios continues to be outstanding partner in helping expose TNA to the millions of guests they have each year. If you did not see us in 2004, plan on coming to Universal Studios Orlando and being part of Impact in 2005. TNA Wrestling is currently seen in more than 43 countries, and that number will increase significantly in 2005. Marvel Toys will launch the first wave of our toy line in March 2005, with additional products being launched throughout the year. Liquid Blue will debut TNA merchandise to mass retailers around the country in early 2005 as well. Uh, she concluded with, in closing, I also would like to mention our wonderful roster of wrestlers. These talented guys have put the X back in excitement, and it has a capital X in excitement. Uh, they give every match their haul, and I appreciate their attitude and commitment to this product. The TNA office staff that supports them does the work that the of a company 10 times the size. I'm so proud to be associated with all these people who work hard to bring you the freshest, most exciting wrestling anywhere today. And as Alvarez comments at the end, man, reading that, you'd almost think that they were profitable, which is kind of a funny add-on for once from him. But we can't forget, uh, as positive as this sounds, it's uh, Dixie Carter, her background is in uh, PR, so... She knows how to write her shit. I thought, I thought they were profitable. Not this time, I don't think. Oh. This is still when we're like, 
I think, isn't it when they get, like, spike is when they, like, are actually profitable and people don't think they're? Isn't uh, Jared said that? Not, I mean, he said that the spike deal was, like, very profitable for them. Yeah, I think once they get to spike, they're definitely... I don't see how we can be profitable when we are, um, we're paying for our time slot and don't have paid tickets. But yeah, pretty uh, pretty fun little thing there from uh, Dixie Carter. Um, but I think that's all I'm gonna. I think I'm all I'm gonna talk about right now before we get into the show. Like I mentioned, we do have some fun things, including uh, a wrestler that Bob really likes potentially coming to the company. Uh, someone who got fired from WWE who will eventually come into the company. And so I just think timing wise, I, I will bring it up. And uh, some other things, including. Uh, I have a Monty Brown interview that we'll discuss as well. Um, I'm having no luck <clears throat> finding anything. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Bob, come on. You're really going to let us down like this right now? People want this bonus episode. I already said it. Wait a minute. I'm pretty pumped. Hang on a minute. Eliminate. I think it's this Las Vegas episode. Because we might have a plot twist here. Oh my god. Bro, I got something. No, you I do not. it. Yes, I do. Yes? Is it the looking for love in Las Vegas? No. Damn it. But it's That's a different TNA wrestler on this. <gasps> what? Yep. Okay. Okay, so this has turned out to not be a horrible uh, thing. Holy shit. Are you ready for this? Yeah. So, this doesn't tell me. But the description is digging up some dates. Eliminate. Full episode. It's 19 minutes long. You want to take a guess on which TNA wrestler appears on this one? Dude, I don't even know if I have a guess. As a contestant. Not as, like, the person... Oh, a contestant? Is it someone that's in our timeline right now or no? Yes. Oh, my God. AJ Styles. Damn it. AJ Uh, Styles would never go on a dating show, I don't think. At this time, I could see it happening, but... Um, oh, man. I don't know. You just want to give up then? Yeah, I really don't even know if I can think about this. Dallas. Yeah. Dallas. <gasps> oh. Lance, Lance Hoyt. Oh my God. That's really great. Yeah. The only, I don't even know how I found this. I, I I Googled it. Oh yeah, look at this. Lance Archer on Eliminate. He's on there. I'm just still trying to find the Chris Saban because I typed in Eliminate Wrestler hoping that maybe the Chris Saban one will pop up still. The thing is, like, they look like they have so many on their YouTube channel. Like, it's probably there. It's just a matter well, of finding well, it. Well, I literally searched through all of it. So there are a bunch of episodes, but there's also a lot of clips from uh, So that's why it kind of looks... Oh, dang. It looks that way. But the way I found it was I just... Oh, it's uh, Season 5, Episode 97 is what Lance Archer is on. 97. Is there any possible way 
that a man spends time with five women in Las Vegas? Is it that one? Oh, okay. Is, is, there any, is there any possible way? No, because he's one of the contestants. Oh, then what so the it's a girl that? with four guys. They have them labeled kind of weird on what I'm looking at. Um, is there any possible way that they got confused with Saban and Lance Archer? Hmm. Well, no, because they said Saban was picking between the women. Okay. I'm pretty convinced I know which episode it is, and I can't find it. Well, if something comes up, uh, we're going to cover it. I mean, it's just going to happen. Yeah. Yes, but at least it's I just... found Chris uh, Lance Whitaker. No, that's fun. I mean, I guess put it this way. I guess what if it they switched and Saban didn't do it, and they ended up having Artron as more of a contestant rather than the person. And so maybe it, it could have switched. Do we know... Chris Saban's real name. Is it oh, shit. Um, I don't think it is. Hold on. Because that could be a way to find it, too. Okay, his real name is Joshua Harter. H-A-R-T-E-R. I thought his name was Chris Saban. This is weird. Listen, guys, I'm not giving any information bad. I mean, it's literally on Wikipedia. Don't want, no one at me. Oh, this is coming up even worse. This is even less helpful. That's that one. I should have known it wasn't that one because I don't know. What is this? Oh, this is about an Orlando bartender. Well, we found uh, we found Mr. Lance Archer. Bob's totally watching this later. Uh, you know, I might just put it on like as background noise, like all the episodes, and just play through the playlist. I remember watching Eliminate. I, I was gonna totally say, forgotten about that show. I just clicked on one. And it like kind of looks like familiar. I just don't remember. Actually what was watching. the one game show that had like a dunce cap? Street something? Oh, I don't know. Oh, my God. That's going to drive me nuts, too. So I feel like... I feel like that was on. Street something. I don't know, man. This is going to be our side project, guys. We're going to watch bad dating TV shows like Next and stuff. Street Smarts. Uh, I might know that one. That was a good show, too. I don't know if that was late at night, though, because I, I feel like I remember... Was it on W? It was on W. Yeah, Warner Brothers. Okay. Yeah, I'm not losing my mind. Okay. Well, on that note... What the fuck? Street Smarts has their own YouTube channel, too? Well, guys, God, here we this, are. We're this at... This is going great. <laughs> We're done talking about dating shows, Bob. This is... No, Street Smarts is a game show. Okay, well, we're done. I'm not done. Well, this guys, is, we're here. This is a new, December. new podcast, Street Smarts. Welcome Street Smarts. to uh, Street Smarts YouTube 
uh, podcast thing, live watching. Uh, all right, so we're going to watch the first episode here. What part of a pig is a pork rind? All right, uh, 19 minutes, 50 seconds. I'm going to come down from three when I say like, That's when you're going to want to watch Street Smarter. All right, see you later. This is turning out to be one of the best days of my life. Well, I'm this glad. is amazing. Okay, all right. I gotta, I gotta get off my phone because like then I'll just be watching on my phone or something. All right, uh, we're we're good to watch this uh, New Year's Eve show or what? Yeah, Bob, I'd be like so ready for this episode, the final episode of 2004. We're gonna try not to talk more about Eliminate. We're just gonna watch Impact. I we have some fun news and notes to talk about. It's gonna be a good time. <laughs> if anybody has uh, Eliminate. Oh, yeah, if you have the Chris Saban episode of Eliminate, you hit if us you up. Ha- not even that. If you have all 867 episodes. Okay, that's not going to happen. <laughs> no one has that. You'd be surprised. Who knows? Uh, all right, let's get into the New Year's Eve. Episode. Brian Tur- Brian Turner Loki has Eliminate on his on his uh, collection. Who knows, man? He's, uh, he has tubs of fucking tapes, though. Brian Turner, please uh, let us know if you have getting- Eliminate. And he keeps getting more and more. I don't know how. Well, he's gonna have to make room and send us some, I think. But whatever. What do I know? He's not gonna send us any. Are you kidding me? He's front of the if show. I, you never know. If, no, if anything, and Brian Turner, friend of the show, probably listened to the show. Hi, Brian. He, uh, I would send him a hard drive, external hard drive, and then be like, "Hey, man, just copy it over and just dump it, dump yeah, it I'll in here. Be, I'll pay to ship it and everything." Oh, look at that. Look at that. You hear that offer oh, right here on there? That? Are you kidding me? Okay, well, let's get into this. I'm going to count out from three. When I say play, that's when you're going to want to hit that play button. Uh, Impact plus own personal collection, whatever. It doesn't even matter. Eliminate street smarts, whatever. Uh, You can watch them all the way. Here we go. Three, two, one. Runtime is 44.20, by the way, which is about six or seven minutes shorter. I know. I was thinking the same thing. Oh, God, Bob, I need a time check. I I hit a button. Tell me when you're at. 24 seconds. Twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four. 21, 22, 23, 24. I accidentally hit like the arrow key, which jumps it. Like, actually, I jump, I jump back to the beginning. <laughs> um, we're seeing some, uh, oh yeah, Bob, this is breaking news. And we forgot to mention this dusty roads, um, announced, what was it two weeks ago? I don't know. Um, but basically, it's Monty Brown, Kevin Nash, and Diamond Dallas Page facing off in a three-way elimination match. In in the earlier uh, part of Final Resolution, the winner faces Jarrett in the main event. All right, and Kevin Nash. They're already kind of teasing potential issues here. Well, look, here we go. We're, we're already starting off the show. Dusty's walking with his new secretary, Tracy. I'll do uh, that. There's Trinity. I thought she was fired. Well, she's back. Tracy goes, would you have somewhere to be? Oh, you're not on the show. Aren't you, like, fired? I would say. But you seem to know what it thinks that you know to get to the top of this business. Tracy says hard work. Trinity says you've never done that. 
Oh, she took the things out of her hand. Looks like she kind of wants to be Desi Rose's second secretary. Okay. Is that going to be a feud now? It's like, I want to be the... Uh, that was weird. I want to be his secretary that gets sexually harassed, and that's fine. Still this horrible music. Maybe it'll be a New Year's thing. That's Dude, it's got to be. It has to be. I mean, it's so bad. Okay, and they're still Sabu in it. We need to update the video in general at this point. Ooh, nice light. That's a great shot. Here we go. We're seeing the impact zone. Uh, Bob, since this was a taping, uh, I got to pull it up, but we have the same number as the as the last time we, we did this. Um, I'm going to pull it up right now, though. I think it's 8.50, if I remember correctly. It is. 8.50. No dark matches, no explosion notes, nothing. Today, down west, welcoming us to the show. We're getting crowd shots. Oh, is this the naturals? Yeah, the former TNA tag team champions. Don't you forget it. Nope, I like the naturals a lot still. Do not care, they're awesome. Dun, 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 dun. Say my name. Prime time, baby. All right, Titan. Oh, freaking dogs making noise out there. Yeah, well, he's probably got to go pee, and he's looking at me, and I'm like, dude, I just started the show. I can't. Cattles will yell at me. Well, yeah, prime time's coming out now. Is it? Is this a one-on-one -on -one match? Is he going to have a new tag team partner here? Oh, this is a six-man tag, so it's prime time in the naturals, and here comes AJ Styles. significantly less pyro than he's used to having. Titan, do you have to go outside? You know that he was going to react to that word. Yeah, well, I know he's got to pee. And probably shit, too. But you know what? Well, then go let the dog out. I'll carry us for the the first uh, minute of this match. Here, here comes Johnny B. Bad and Sonny Siaki. Wow, this is quite a team. Johnny B. Bad, Sonny Sanky, and AJ Styles. I'm going to miss a good match, Titan. This is all because of you. I can't believe Johnny B. Bad is still here. Poor Sonny Siaki, too. Well, this should be an interesting match. Trying to be bad with the bad blaster, taking his sweet time uh, with his entrance here. There it is. Pew! We're talking about Sonny Saki and Johnny B. Bad gunning for revenge here. This is weird. The bell rings. We're five minutes, 30 seconds here for final long. Oh, Siaki tosses Chase Stevens into the ring. Looks like those are our guys who got starting us off. Referee Andrew Thomas. 
uh, Andy Douglas came in and he got taken out. And then Chase Stevens got that pop-up Samoan drop going for the cover. Douglas breaks up the pin. AJ Styles gets tagged in here. Saki's wrenching the arm of Chase Stevens. And Styles just punches him. That's about it. Oh, quick poke in the eye, though. Ooh, are they going to tag in primetime? Nope. He tags in Douglas instead. Nice side slam by Styles, taking out Andy Douglas. A scoop and slam. Styles off the ropes, comes back with a high knee drop. And he goes for a cover as if, yeah, it was not even really a bunch of a one count. I think they said it was two, but. Andy Douglas off the rope, leapfrog by Styles. Then he ducked down, held the rope, but Chase Stevens tagged in, hit Styles from behind. Andy Douglas down, and I don't know what that was supposed to be. Kind of dropped him on his knee, I guess. Going for the cover. At the bottom of the screen here, we're being reminded there's an Ultimate X match at Final Resolution Team Canada against the Americans Most Wanted for the tag team titles. And you can watch it available on Dish Network, DirecTV, and all cable systems nationwide. Okay, so the Naturals are not taking in primetime. They're just kind of doing each other. There's our thing. Impact moves to 4 p.m. Friday starting January 7th. With a replay on Saturday at midnight starting January 8th. Wrenching the arms of Styles around the ropes. He's uh, chest first in the corner. Breaking the eyes against the top rope of Styles. Douglas has control. He's lifting up the legs in like a wheelbarrow position. And he kind of kicked him in the groin or the stomach, but it's kind of the nuts. Makes fun of Styles a little bit. Rubbing his face into the mat now. Versus the airship, Styles ducks the clothesline, comes back. High knee by Douglas. Primetime looking pretty pissed off here over in the corner. It's almost like he's a loner, they said. That's a pretty good observation. Natural's double-teaming Styles. Around the middle rope, and Styles is sitting up on the top. Knocks Douglas down. How good has it been? I missed uh, four minutes now. Well, they are not tagging primetime in after, he, and he just shoves Styles off the top rope to the floor. Um, they are very much avoiding primetime. Really? And now he's he's trying to prove himself. It looks like he's taking his aggression out. The Naturals were avoiding him? Yeah, they will not tag him in. Huh. I wonder why that is. Corkscrew uh, plancha to the floor. 
crossbody. It was a plancha. Yeah. It sounds cooler if you say that. Look, he, he's arguing. The Naturals and him are they're kind of fighting. Do you turn face or what? No, I think it's because they never. Ooh. Oh. Knocked him right down. Trying to be bad, and he's on fire. He's going to maybe hit that hurricane around and break someone's neck or his own. Irish whips, Chase Stevens, come back. Chase him. Off the rope. And he does this fucking... I hate that hot knee he does, the knee lift. Oh, my God, I fucking hate that. Bob Bob talks a lot about Air Fox, seeing him like clap and slap his legs and shit. Yeah, yeah. Johnny B. Bad slaps the back of his opponent and lifts his eye. Like it just looks so fucking goofy. Holy shit, well, Styles thanks. almost just went into the crowd. Well, the thing awesome. with Air Fox is that he literally puts his hands in front of him and then claps. And it's like, come on, man. Yeah, but the dude, the way Johnny B. Bad does that, I just hate it. The bad move. That's what he calls it. Oh, there you go. He said that. He's going for the bad move. And he hits it. Oh, my God. Johnny B. Bad just pinned. Was it Stevens? Chase Stevens, yeah. Off the, the bad move. The Hurricane Runner. I'm oh, still... Out of, out of a team with Sonny Siaki, Johnny B. Bad, and AJ Styles, I think Johnny would be the last person I thought get the clean win. Wow. Oh. Sit-down interview with Rowdy Piper before the show with Mike Tanay. Oh, he's going to be a part of the pay-per-view on Sunday, January 16th. He's been talking with the new DOA, Dusty Rhodes. TNA, NWA. That's our goal. (gasps) They fired Terry Funk. He was never there. Oh, it's Larry Zabisco, Dusty Rhodes, and uh, Roddy Piper. I thought said Harley Race. Oh, did he say Harley Race? Sorry, I missed that. When are they going to fire him now? Oh, God. Oh, God. He's named Piper as the Enforcer. Why couldn't you have gone outside at this point? Yeah. Somebody's got to carry that shillelagh. Who better to do the slapping than, than me? I feel like Tanae was trying to help him with the name, even though he was getting to it. He's like, final, and Tanae's like, resolution. And they both thought it, but. That's what I thought. To in 2005, and we're still alive. Okay, that wasn't that painful. Like, that was that was okay. That was one of the better Piper segments, because it was mostly mm-hmm. Tanae carrying it. Yeah, I guess. What we got here? Christopher Daniels making his way through the tunnel. This is the the best like character change in terms of luck that Daniels probably could have done. 
because <clears throat> before he just he was like he looked like a basic indie guy. Dude, that jacket was a big, uh, a big, upgrade. yeah, upgrade. Sounds like uh, potentially, yeah, Michael Shane. And look, Tracy's still okay. I was wondering if this the Tracy Dusty thing was going to affect her, her being a manager for Kazarian and him, but nope, Kazarian and Tracy are still here with Michael Shane. Yeah, but you would think it would. Would would affect it or? Yeah, like she probably shouldn't be associated with talent if she's mingling around with uh, Dusty. Well, that was my thought. Could this, this could maybe be a way for them to take advantage of Dusty. There's a creative creative attempt here, maybe. Yeah. Okay, the match has started. Daniels and Michael Shane here, one-on-one. Mike Posey's the referee. Uh, Did you see Mike Posey get busted the fuck open at Ring of Honor's final battle? I did not because I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it either, but I saw the pictures. I didn't see any pictures of it. Oh, yeah, dude. The double dog collar was so bloody that Mike Posey was busted open. Huh. I couldn't believe I was like, oh, shit. Oh, going for LeBron. Michael Shane blocks at them. Interesting. 4 p.m. That's right, man. Changing to 4 p.m. About half of my notes don't really include people that are on the show because uh, they're just not about that as we've seen a couple arm drags here and a standoff. So I'm just going to start to just kind of randomly drop some to you. Yeah. Well, uh, I didn't and... do any indie notes for uh, that last Oh, week. do you need to catch up first? I don't know. I got to even look because Titan ruined my... Uh... Okay. Well, while you pull that up, I'm going to tell you right now that the company will be releasing a two-disc Victory Road DVD complete with tons of backstage features. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's even uh, said here that uh, I think this is Alvarez... Uh, is trying to. He can't even think of another two disc DVD that wasn't WrestleMania at this point. A two disc or that was not like a pay per view. Yeah. Oh, for a pay per view. Yeah. Um, apparently, they're also working on a three life crew DVD. So you can take that for what you will. No, Michael Shane and Michael, or sorry, uh, Kazarian and is it just Kazarian getting kicked out or is Tracy too? Oh, doesn't matter because. Shane got knocked off the apron. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, also, uh, Sanjay Dutt did an interview with the guys at Armpit Newsletter, um, which I've never heard of. But um, apparently, he's he's working on finishing up his Bachelor of Arts uh, degree in January to graduate. And he said, "Quote: I continue. I plan to continue on wrestling with TNA." And he noted, "And do nothing with my degree." Okay. <laughs> it's so then funny. I my degree and then just not using it. Oh man, I love it. Uh, it looks like there's only really one thing so far for indie notes. So this is. It doesn't even really surprise me. End of the year type of stuff here. So. Oh, that's a good point. Um. All right, so Elix Skipper has something, and that would be oh. Christmas Day, which is interesting. Um, he teamed up with a guy named John Bogey. Oh, yeah, John Bogey. Okay. Uh, they defeated the Steel Brothers, AJ and Damian, to win the GCW Tag Team Championships in Columbus, Georgia. Oh. 
Daniels just Skip, went for Angel's Wings, uh, but it was countered. Skipper and Bogey became number one contenders on that same show, defeating the Grappler and the Rustler. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> and then the last one so far, uh, Christopher Daniels lost to Tony Strandlin on December 18th at PWG's Uncanny Xmas. Wow. Nice belly-to-belly suplex by Michael Shane, but he got a kick out. Trying to take a, a page out of his former partner, Shane Douglas's book. Bob, can you believe that they were a tag team just earlier this year? Uh, yeah, like, what, five months ago? Yeah, can you believe that? Because uh, I don't know. Is that, as, as I was preparing for our year-in-review episode that, once again, comes on just a few days, guys, uh, I was could not believe the shit I was looking at, so... Nice throw there by Daniels. It was like a straight jacket overhead yeah. throw. Close. Off like the middle rope there. Yeah. Oh, and slams him down. <laughs> oh, best moves I'll ever. Let's see. Oh, okay. Bob, did your version just also glitch out on you? Yeah, for like a second. I thought I paused it. It scared the shit out of me. <laughs> well, he hits it. The frustration is evident. Look at this, ducking the clothesline. Michael Shane comes back, double clothesline. We got a double down. This is a Jeff Jarrett match. Get in the crowd. Get in the crowd. <clears throat> Get a guitar. Um, Bob, it's being uh, reported at this time as we're probably getting to the climax of this match, and I'll probably stop this sentence in a second. Wait, hold on. Wait. Tracy's up in the thing. We got a cover. Wait. Oh. Michael, what's happening? Tracy's distracting the referee. Michael Shane getting the cover, but now he's mad because Tracy. Oh, here we go, dude. The dissension. Oh, did he just slap her? Oh. Quick roll up. See, okay, this what? is why I was about to say something, and then I decided against it. And good thing, Christopher Daniels gets the win. Here comes Kazarian. What are you doing? Oh, Kazarian, you bag me yelling. Oh, dude, I found a dog treat in my pocket. Don't eat it. Oh, who's this? Is that Hector? That's Hector. Hector Garza backstage here near Sound Stage 20. We're in between. Oh my. Oh boy. There's some people dressed in. Oh, it's, it's Scott Hall coming in. Oh my God. You can tell one of them was Hall because of the boots. Oh, I, was, I didn't look at the boots. Wearing um, sombreros and ponchos and sunglasses. What the fuck? What the fuck was that? <laughs> Kid. Oh boy. Kid Cash coming out. Not in wrestling gear. And he's with, the fuck is, is that? Lex Lavette? No. Who the fuck is that? No. Kid Cash is right. It's somebody, Marco Cordova. Oh, my goodness. Kid End Cash of the year found debut. somebody. Yeah, I know, right? Just add it to the list. Uh, Kid <sighs> Cash found somebody shorter than him. That is, uh. Bob, I will, uh. Well, let's see who's fighting first. But then I got a little tease for you. Oh, boy, it's Dustin Rhodes. Find out more about Marco Cordova. Oh, my God. Look at this outfit. Oh, my God. Um, This is before the drugs. 
Is it? Yeah, because that his drug thing is the black rain though. Well, yeah, but was he still doing them at this point? And that was just kind of the the uh, uh, the climax of it. No, uh, no, I think it. I think it got out of hand. Well, that's a, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, but I don't. Um, know, I don't. Know. Anyway, uh, a little tease for you about. I I uh, didn't know if I was going to be able to do it, but. On our year in review episode, I do in fact have a list of every single person who made their debut in 2004. Great. And I have every kind of match stipulation that we saw. When did you do this? Last night. You're you're a lunatic. I was Uh, like, I gotta do it. So I did. Okay. Well, this isn't Marco Cordova's uh, first appearance. His first appearance for us, but he was on Explosion back in Explosion, right. He teamed up with J-Rock, losing to Abyss and Alex Shelley. Wow. Uh, well, Kid Cash just held the foot of Dustin Rhodes, which allowed Cordova to get a dropkick. Hmm. Anyways, let me give you that little a random note here while I was, uh, well, I was about to say, even though I bet you this match won't be long. Um, WWE, who apparently just fired Gal Kim at this time, so that's our reference point for you. Really? And that, that's who I was teasing was... Eventually, uh, of course, I mean, um, they hired Angel Williams, which, oh, that should ring a bell. Um, that's uh, Angelina Love. And uh, her, her uh, biggest claim to fame, of course, here at this point in time is a match of Trinity she had on a TNA pay-per-view. She's also done some work for Ring of Honor as well. Uh, so that's, that's kind of fun. It doesn't directly relate to us necessarily, but. Wait, so Gail Kim was released, right? Yeah, Gail Kim was fired and they hired and then- uh, Angel Williams. And then go to be hired Angel Williams. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's interesting. I do like Gail Kim. So do I. She's very good. Uh, is this the f- final cut? Current call? Which one is it? Oh! Oh! Kid Cash uh, attacked Dustin Rhodes immediately after a three. It almost looked like it was supposed to break up the pin. Yeah, I wonder if that was mistimed. Yeah, because now the bell just keeps ringing. I feel like that was just supposed to be a disqualification. Oh, Cash rolls right out. If you guys now, are coming along, by the way, we're 24 minutes, 25 seconds. Now, what's, what's kind of ridiculous about this is, for some reason, I am not against a Dustin Rhodes Kid Cash match. <laughs> but I think my problem here is I know that, I know Dustin is, like, a good worker. <clears throat> but I feel like this is the, the, year, the year range where it's, like, not as good as what would be later and what was before. That's a fair point. Last week, we're seeing uh, Eric Watts and DDP talking backstage here. Now, I do have a note. Uh, Originally, it was going to be DDP versus Raven versus Eric Watts, but with Randy Savage walking out, the card was rearranged, and it may actually end up just being Eric Watts versus Raven. And, of course, here comes... We're just seeing a, fl- a thing from last week. So also, oh, here comes DDP. They, they didn't even show all of that interaction. I know that was weird. That's why I didn't expect that. Cut. So DDP is about to come out here. Uh, sp- bouncing off our eliminate uh, discussion, <laughs> uh, Chris Saban was actually at this TV taping, but um, and he was okay to wrestle. Remember, he was a little bit injured, uh, but he did not end up being used. So he was here at this um, taping. Yeah. DDP uh, ran right into the crowd. 
small child who does definitely does not know who he is is very excited. He didn't even like taunt really in the crowd. He probably knows he's got. They're probably like get out there and get your shit done. You know, it's kind of funny. Like Triple H's gear has like the same logo, which is American Chopper. I don't know if I've ever really realized that. I think I've made the connection to a degree, but it's like one of those things that I feel like I forget about. Yeah. Then you have DDP wearing it, so it's like kind of or West Coast Chopper, excuse me, not American Chopper, West Coast Chopper. Why does DDP look like he's always just old? Like forever, he's old. I mean, he looks the same now as he does here. That's what I mean. Yeah, he does. But his entrance kind of came across like a fun uncle. Yeah. He is the fun uncle of TNA like, right now. Yeah, he's the fun uncle that will tell you stories from when he was like younger. Like, oh, I used to do that. And like, then he does it present day. And it's like, ah, it's pretty cool. Uncle Diamond. Uncle Dale. Uncle Dale. Eric, my best friend. Oh, not Bischoff. Not Bischoff. Name drop. No, he should have yeah. said Eric from WCW, and then uh, he'd been like, oh, Watts, though, not Bischoff. Because that's how, remember, they teased him, that he's yes. bringing his friend Eric from WCW. Oh, he's calling Watts out here. This is interesting. You know I love you, man. Kid is amusing. Of course, he's got to get full entrance music. <laughs> Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. Camera guy. Oh, it's hooded guys. One of them is probably Lex Levette. Druids or hooded guys or something. They're, that one's Raven. You think one of them's Raven? The wrist tape is kind of giving it away for me. I think that one's Raven. I'll make, oh, no, it is. That's definitely Raven. <laughs> that's so Raven, dude. Oh, who's is this one? Guys. Oh, oh, it was Watts and Raven. Well, we don't know yet. Okay, now we do. <laughs> I could tell by the way his hands were taped. Yeah, no, I, I knew as soon as I saw like the knee pads. I don't I'm know if I've cover. ever seen uh, Watts's uh, calves, so I'm not. Was I don't know. Either. Yeah, Diamond Cutter though. Raven booked it though. So this is kind of interesting because DDP's course. Oh wait, Raven's on the microphone. You want to solve things with Watts? Oh, Paige, I'd light you on fire just to light my cigarette. Or set you on fire, he said. Look what you did to him. You, you ruined his pi- private life. Now you've ruined his public image. Oh, they censored something he just said. You're going to pay, Paige. Maybe not today. Maybe not later. But soon. And for the rest of your life. Quote the Raven. Nevermore. Oh, so what I was going to say is this is interesting because obviously he's like now in this like number one contender match, but he's still feuding with Raven and Watts too, like on the side. That's weird.
Okay, now we have a video package. So guess what that means? You guys get to hear a Monty Brown interview quote. Uh, so he uh, did an interview on Between the Ropes Radio. Uh, he plugged the final resolution pay-per-view in his three-way with Nash and DDP, which is going to be a sight to see, of course, as was said. Uh, apparently, he first met Jeff Jarrett in 1986 at a Nitro party uh, while he was playing for the Patriots. Uh, he told them that when he was done with football, he wanted to be a wrestler. And Jarrett told him about the USWA, as Jarrett's coming out now. So I'm going to finish this up, and then we'll get to that. Uh, which is, of course, the Memphis promotion ring at the time. Uh, he said that he talked to DDP that night, and then he ran into DDP again in TNA. Page told him that he'd always known Monty would uh, end up a wrestler. Uh, he said his wrestling character was very much like himself, especially when he was playing football. He said his goal was to do something different every week, particularly in his promos, trying to keep things interesting. Uh, he said he was big into psychology and had been watching a lot of old-school wrestling tapes lately. Uh, he was asked about WWE, and he said right now he's happy where he's at, but if WWE ever called, he'd consider it. That means he'd love to go to WWE right now, is what they add on. Um, he was asked about his thumbtack match with Abyss and said afterwards when he gave Raven the pounce uh, through the table, he actually landed on a few of the tacks himself, and he said, it sucked. Okay, well, tell that to Abyss, okay? You got a few. He got a bunch. Uh, and Jared's not alone here. Uh, he's actually with the Kings of Wrestling, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Important to note, we're in the final quarter hour of the hour. Dude, fucking A, the pyro got to fuck. Scott Hall doing his taunt. Kevin Nash not dressed up in his Elvis thing, but he was earlier. I actually have a, a note about Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Maybe I can. Oh, he's about to talk. I'll hold on to it for a minute. Let's hear what they got to say. Uh, hmm. Well, we don't know who he's challenging. He's probably going to be like, Dusty. Right. See? You think you got it all figured out, don't you? The master game plan to finally dethrone the king of the mountain. I love that Kevin Ash has a t-shirt and jeans on. He don't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, he does not care. That one guy was reading a food menu. I think he's showing that he has no, he has interest. no interest. Yeah, I like that though. He's like, I got to think about what I'm going to eat after this. Instead, of I always wanted to, to do. That. I always wanted to go to a show like when we were front row, and if something boring was happened, just like pull out a newspaper and start reading it. <laughs> but, like in the front row. Stack the odds against Planet Jarrett. He did the Planet Jarrett stuff in WCW, didn't he? Uh, no, no. I, 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 I feel like I've heard him say that before, didn't he? I mean, he may have said it, but that wasn't his gimmick. No, no. I feel like I've definitely heard him, like, say it before. It feels very Chosen One to me. That's why maybe I'm thinking that. I don't get Chosen One vibes from him right here. When he says Planet Jarrett? No. No, I do. Chosen One Jeff Jarrett, he has the skin-tight wife beater type of shirt on. But I'm thinking he's so full of himself, so it's like it's it's playing. The belt has to be around his waist, but the belt is clearly too big for him, so it's like kind of like dragging off. (laughs) Oh my god! Oh my god! That's chosen one. Slap nuts. He doesn't even say slap nuts. (laughs) 
He's just rambling here, guys. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, he's apparently already on Oh, he's already out there. They missed him. He's saying, wah, wah, wah. No one wants to hear you, you blockhead. And do what Dusty Rhodes told you to do last week. And shut up. Find a resolution. <laughs> this will be finally resolved. <laughs> Is DDP going to come out again? If so, they should have they should have split up those segments if that's the case. Because the the third guy is Nash. So. Tell me, Kevin Nash, you've held titles where everywhere you've gone. This is now the FML. He's gonna go through Kevin Nash. He's gonna go through DDP. Just like all these people have been screaming for months and months. He's uh, getting them to start chaining the next world champ uh, that they've been saying to him for quite some time now. It's just you and I, Jeff. When it's all said and done, they won't have to scream it anymore. Because <laughs> then they'll just be screaming the world champ. The this world reminds, champ. This gives you the same vibes of uh, Ahmed. Jones Ahmed. Promo. You're going down. You're going down. You're going down. That's a good connection. I like that. <laughs> Prepare yourself, Grey Goose. Ah, bounce. Period. Period. Damn, it's so good. <laughs> so no DDP in that segment. I feel like Monty Brown's going to get the title shot, right? I hope, that, man. That's what they're seemingly kind of telling you, like nudging to you. Like, you're going to probably get Monty and Joe. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we're coming back and we're seeing highlights from that awful Piper's Pit segment. Um, so the general feeling here is that the longevity of Hall in particular, which is, so there's, they're worried about it, basically. Uh, they, which probably means Nash as well. Um, is greater now with Rhodes' Booker. Uh, so Jarrett's idea originally was to just use them to get the company noticed, but since Dusty and Hall kind of go way back, um, you know, they might uh, might be sticking around a little bit longer than they were planned to. We'll see what happens there. Wait, so Jarrett wasn't really going to keep them around? It doesn't seem like that's the case. So, like, when we heard it was, like, five appearances, it was, like, legit just five appearances, like, gone? I think it was... Eight, but yeah. Eight, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Armando Quintero here with uh, Don West and Mike Tanay. It's main event time. And guess who's coming out? Scott Hall. A guy that we just saw a previous segment. <laughs> in the ring. No, he, dude, he had to go back. Oh, my God. He had to go back because they had to get their sombreros and ponchos. Wonder who he's fighting. I I wonder if they like taped it in this order or if they like taped it different orders and spliced it together. I'm wondering too. The way it's been laid out seems almost like that's the case, but 
Okay, this is kind of hilarious, though. Well, his entrance got cut off real quick. They're not even halfway down the ramp. No, they were still in the like the top part. But don't worry, here comes Hector Garza. So Scott Hall versus Hector Garza here. We're going to have it in Spanglish. We're going to do a little bilingual uh, commentary again, it sounds like. When did uh, Spanglish the movie came out? Because that would have been a good segue into, oh, speaking of Spanglish, you can check yeah. that. Bob, Scott Hall, the bell is rung, and Scott Hall still has the sombrero and the poncho on. He threw the toothpick at Garza. This is incredible. I have two more notes for you, though, so let me give you those here in the beginning of this match. 15-minute time went by the way, but this is not going to go 15 minutes. Interesting. Oh, he's taking off the stuff. Um, AAA is coming to uh, Corcoran Hall on January 28th with a Laparca versus Cybernetico as the main event. Now you're wondering, what the fuck does they have to do with this? Well, they've also announced a trios match with a team with a member of TNA, uh, KJ, K-Dojo, and Noah, facing Juventud Guerrera, Mr. Aguila, and Charlie Manson. So there will be someone from TNA uh, at that AAA show in Japan, which is pretty cool. I wonder who they would have picked for that. I guess we, I guess we could look it up. When, what was the date of the show? Does it say? The date of the show is January 28th. I like their chant and the crowd's going, let's go, Hector. And the other side is going, let's go, Scott Hall. <laughs> Look at him say his whole name. <laughs> Look at him. Oh, he's slapping the back of his head, dude. I'm kind of surprised they wouldn't just say Razor. Or just let's go, Hall. Or that. What promotion no. was it for? Well, it's AAA. AAA. Okay. I don't know if it's a joint show or not, though. And Hooventude was booked on it. I mean, it, at this point, <laughs> Scott Hall just hit, or uh, sorry, Kevin Nash just hit the back of Garza. The referee did not see that. Oh, Hector Garza just knocked Nash off the apron. Over 40 minutes, 40 minutes and 20 seconds. Oh, fall away slam. Let's see. Is he going to hit it? And, yeah. Good night. You have a devastating abdominal stretch. And then, of course, you got Kevin Nash helping out a little bit over there. Uh, Bob, would you like to guess my final note here? It's uh, who do you think that they are considering bringing into the company? And this, wait, this is the person I like. This is who you like. I thought that was freaking Gail Kim you were talking about. No, but we like Gail Kim too. Do uh, I will? Fuck, I like. I'll give you a hint. Okay. I know you like him specifically because we talked about it on IcoPod. And Austin does not usually like this person. Uh, oh, my God. I don't know. I, Back suplex off the middle rope. I know. you. Yourself. As soon as you say it, I'm going to be like, oh, of course. Go ahead. 
That would be Chris Candido. Chris Candido. Yeah, I do like Chris Candido. They are considering bringing him as a heel. That's all I have about the note, though. I have no other reference point to that. I don't really know what he's doing in 2004 this time, but... Um, he's just working indies. So, kind of interesting. Yeah. Because I know he did some IWA Mid-South in 2004. Okay. It was AJ Styles. Going for the edge? Uh, Garza. Counters. Backdrop. What else? I wonder what else he's doing in 2004. Oh, up and over. Oh, he worked a lot of places in 2004. Garza on the top. Holy shit, he just flipped over Hall. Scoops and slams Scott Hall down. Off the rope. Baseball slide to Kevin Nash. Don't you know it's fake, dumbass? Oh, he's going up for the moonsault, but Hall gets up. Crotches him. High risk, zero reward. Of course, Razor's oh. Edge, because he probably can't pick him up. So he's got to take him I was thinking, yeah. Dropped him with the edge. Going for the cover. Three. Three. <laughs> Why did Hall or Snash just run like that to him? What's this? Oh, Roddy Piper. The heck? Oh, God, he's with Don Harris. Perfect. Uh, are we going to a commercial? Or are we done? I think that might be it. 27 seconds left in the show. Oh, my God. That's the tease, man. What is, What does you got to do? Well, we're going to find a resolution uh, promo to end us here. Well, Bob, if this is truly the end of that episode, uh, what do you think of the final episode of 2004? Uh, now, I know I missed, like, the first match or whatever, but I'm sure that was... It wasn't oh, bad. I saw, I saw most of it. I saw towards the end, too. Yeah, there um, we go. We were done. It ended. I'm going to say that that was a uh, a good show. Another good show. Yeah, I think so, too. I think that they probably could organize some of those segments a little bit differently. But besides yeah. that, and that's like a pretty minor thing. They, If they repeated people, I would have been pissed. But Yeah, the, the ordering of segments could have, uh, yeah, that definitely could have been done better. Yeah, uh, I really can't believe it uh, that we are done here with 2004. Uh, really crazy. Um, but we have two more episodes of Impact. And then it's final resolution, Bob. That is freaking crazy. Yeah. And it's yeah. shaping up to sound like a pretty good show to me. Well, for what we know of, um, it, it does kind of annoy me that we don't have, like, a cemented world title match. But judging by this segment, and it might, it could very well change over the next two weeks. So there could be a segment right. of piece of Focus and then Kevin Nash. But right now, um, I, I would be... After the show, I'd be thinking, okay, well, Molly Brown's going to get a title shot. Which is probably what they want you to think. Um, so, that, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I, right. I would be under the assumption that he's most likely going to get the uh, the opportunity against uh, 
against Jeff Jarrett. And uh, considering, I think it's safe to say, out of you know three guys, like Nine Brown's the freshest one. DDP probably would give the better match overall just because of their uh, chemistry. But um, Monty Brown is the younger, just probably overall more right. act to be like challenging. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm definitely curious to uh, where it's going to end up. Um, and we won't have to wait too long to find out, which is really exciting. Uh, but I don't really have too much else to say uh, else on at least this show in particular. Uh, as I mentioned two other times, I'm going to say it again. Just a few days here. 2004 year in review episode. We are going to try to cover in a very uh, short amount of time kind of our the highlights of the year for us. And uh, I'm I'm really curious to uh, hear Bob's opinions, and uh, I'm going to be shooting from the hip a little bit more than I normally do because I didn't uh, I didn't write too much stuff down, uh, but I did write down every debut, every match stipulation, and we will talk about the news or the Observer Newsletter Awards as well of where TNA fell into some of those categories. Right. So I grabbed some of those as well. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, then we will uh, we'll be kicking off the new year uh, really, really soon. Uh, January 7th, I believe, is the first show. So pretty exciting. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to recapping 2004 and maybe, well, not maybe, probably uh, being reminded of things I forgot about. And then uh, starting into 2005. And again, 2005 is I think the last year that I don't really remember things because 2006 is where I picked up doing impact. Uh, so that stuff is fairly more um, fresh in my brain. Right. But uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun for uh, the next year at least. So. I can't wait. 2005 is fucking awesome. It's my favorite. Let's go. All right, we'll see you guys next week for the year review. Until then, that's Dallas Gurley. I'm Bob Carlin Jr., and this has been the TNA Cross Line Podcast.